Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of the Sunday Punch Podcast. We have a very special guest today, Josh Rosen, hilarious comedian, fantastic impressionist. I was shown him by my buddy Charlie here. Um, he does a great Skip Bayless, does a great Joe Biden, does a great Donald Trump, among many others. We're going to let him introduce himself. Then we're going to get into the Heat versus the Celtics reaction and NBA Finals preview. Josh is a huge Miami Heat fan. But before we do that, it's Tuesday night. But as we all know on the SPP, it is always Friday night. Friday night. I'm thinking that we just might fly away to someplace they don't know who we are. Now I'm riding shotgun in your car. We drive through the city like explorers going 65. Flowing hair flying across your face. We left on Friday. Now it's Saturday. Press jeans buttoned up. Jeans iron slipping up. Red shoes walking slow. Headphones blaring three stacks. Sunglasses flaring out. Thick watch hanging low. Studded belt pulled taut. Three stacks on the radio. Friday night. I'm thinking that we just might run away to some place we we can be who we are we can be who we are josh thank you for joining us on this fine evening uh before we get into talking ball let's give our listeners a little background on you um how'd you get into comedy and then um I know you were telling us when we were doing our pre-meeting here um, that it really took off after the Skip Bayless impression, but kind of give us your history and then we'll, we'll get into some NBA basketball. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've been, even in high school, I used to do a lot of impressions um, and I thought of myself as a performer, you know, I just wasn't doing stand up yet at that point, but I would, I was also very passionate about the weather. So it became like a routine almost like I live in, since I live in Florida, we deal with a lot of hurricanes. So the teachers would have me go up and I would do like the hurricane reports, but it was, it was kind of a comedy sketch more than uh, me actually caring about the weather. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of how it started. And then, you know, I'm also, I've been a lifelong sports fan. So um, in terms of doing impressions, like the first impression that I ever did was Marv Albert because I watched so much basketball growing up. So, you know, that voice to me, that was like a big thing. I either wanted to be Marv Albert and do the play-by-play, or I was going to imitate all of them. So he was like the first guy I used to imitate. And then from there, it just kind of, you know, evolved. And um, I went to college in Florida State, go Seminoles. And, uh you know, I did impressions when I was there. Uh, Fish Jimbo Fisher took over as the coach at the time. So I was doing Jimbo Fisher, but, like, you know, he's not really, like – I mean, he's more well-known now, but, you know, it, it wasn't really going anywhere. But it was fun. It was fun doing it. And, uh, you know, just stuck with it all these years, you know, um, doing the impressions. And now I'm here, and uh, just in the last few months, like you said, um skip bayless has really taken off that impression kind of surprisingly 
Um, you know, because like I just didn't expect that he would be that popular, but I guess he's got such a big Twitter following that like I figured out these Skip Bayless reply videos. So I just anytime I'm not like on stage, I just stay home and reply to people as Skip Bayless. And for our listeners, here's a little sample of the fantastic Skip Bayless impression. Okay, Mr. Cuban, I've said it repeatedly. The play-in tournament is, I don't know, one of the worst ideas in NBA history. Now, I know you made up with my friend, my brother, Lil Wayne, but I don't know. Luka Doncic is just not that guy. He's Luka Doncic, no D. My turn. So when when did you first were you just uh maybe watching Skip? I know I've Skip has been in my life forever. He's been in my life for a while too. <laughs> but I never I never thought to imitate him. He was just one of those guys that like I was like, well, if I do him, like no one will know who he is, right? And even you know what's funny is even when I go on like I can't do him in front of most audiences because unless I go to a sports bar and perform there. People don't really know him, but right. if you follow sports, you know Skip Bayless, obviously. And um, a few, so a few months ago on Twitter, I um, right after the Super Bowl, I Shannon Sharp tweeted something, and I was like, ah, you know, it would be funny if I did like Skip Bayless from the toilet. So I like I did that like video literally from like my bathroom. I was like, oh, it's my turn now, La Shannon Sharp from the toilet. You know it and I know it. Tom Brady really won that Super Bowl. And, like, I just did that short little video. And he got, like, 50,000 views in, like, an hour. And I was like, whoa, I guess I guess people like it. Yeah. I love it just because, again, I said he's been in my life forever. I remember. So I went to University of Florida. And mm. when the big Tebow run was happening, when he was on the Broncos, I – I mean, I'm sure Skip Bayless was very popular before that, but it seemed yeah. like that kind of just skyrocketed him into like superstardom, and uh, and so then when Charlie showed me your video, I was just like, "This is pitch perfect, amazing." Um, We've been like following Skip Bayless, like we watch Skip Bayless all. The time. So Adam and I work together, and on our lunch breaks, we'll watch Skip Bayless. And I remember, yeah, over I think it was past couple of weeks, I saw your tweet at the top of like a skip Bayless response. And I was just dying looking at it. It was, it was during, it was during the heat Sixers series. So I was actively following it because Monty and I are Sixers fans. And I think you were either applying to him or Embiid. And I think, yeah, well, what I've been doing is I have been uh, replying to like, I've done a couple Embiid replies, Draymond Durant, but also what I've been doing is um, during when skip tweets during the games now, I read his tweets out loud. I've started doing that. And like, those are, those are a big hit, you know, cause he says things during the game that like are crazy sometimes. <laughs> I'm hoping that you become his one that he follows you. And then you're I know just the that's one my person. hope too. I liked your, your tweet when he said uh, who he wanted to play as him. And if there, well, first of all, there'd never be a movie about Skip Bayless. <laughs> what he said. You never know though. <laughs> I never seen anything quite like it. <laughs> well, I think you, you you've earned yeah, that role. Ahead, 
So, yeah, it's but, funny though. It's like I've t- when I do an impression, like it takes over my life, kind of. And you know what the thing is with Skip is like, I think I do him so well because he's got a lot of things going on to imitate. And um, for me too, it's fun to play him because okay, he's anxious all the time, which I can relate to. A lot of the people I imitate are anxious too, and he's like. It's the first person I imitate that's super passionate about sports. So I can, even though I don't ha- I don't agree with his a lot of his takes, I can agree with like his passion because like that's how I am with um with my teams too. Has Skip ever interacted with one of your tweets? Has he ever liked one? No, no, no but he, um, he follows the, zero people on Twitter. He follows zero people. But the um, I have gotten my impression to the host of Undisputed, uh, Jennifer Hale is her name. She has liked a couple of my tweets, um, so I know that they're seeing it. And if you go to like Durant, like I, I'm almost positive Kevin Durant's seen my Skip Bayless <laughs> replies. I'm almost positive. I think LeBron James has too, <laughs> because I think they appear at the top now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just waiting for the retweet from one of the, the big-name players. One, so, one of them's going to do it. You don't agree with all of his takes, but you both are – and he adopted your Miami Heat as his yes. uh, finals pick here. So yeah, I want to get into that. Um, we don't have to go through the whole series. Let's just go ahead and break down the most important game, Game 7. Um, take us through the roller coaster of emotions. But before you do, I was kind of picturing – uh you and skip uh skip as we know is a big cowboys fan but because he's adopted the miami heat i I was picturing both you and skip like this Actual video that Skip uh, tweeted out after the Cowboys lost. I know. I did one similar with the heat hat on um, from my car. I was trying to mimic that. Um, and by the way, I hate the Cowboys. Um, and But I'm going to have to get a Cowboys hat to play him. And I'm just going to put it like in the background like on one of the Mountain Dew bottles. <laughs> just to kind of add to the character. Yeah, but as a Heat fan, what were you going through in that game? Because it was, it was kind of a weird game. It was a weird game. Um, like, I'm very intense during Heat games. Probably more – like, I probably – I would say of all the teams I root for, the Heat, I root for the hardest. And um, it was really tough because, like, I feel like like after game six, like, it was like, come on, they got to do this now, you know? And mm-hmm. um, they got off to a horrible start in that game. Um, and I knew they weren't going to quit. Cause like, that's been the team all year. Like they've been doubted all year. They've got a lot of guys who are, you know, defense first championship experience with PJ Tucker, Kyle Lowry. Um, but I feel like the, if they had gotten off to a better start and they were healthier, I think they would have won because mm-hmm. like, I think it's underestimated that Tyler hero wasn't playing. He averaged 20 points a game, you know, for for the season for us. Like, even if he had scored, like, 15 in that last game, it could have been enough. 
So um, I feel like him being hurt cost us. And I uh, saw on your Instagram, uh, you had a little bit of a power outage. Were you able to get to (laughs) to the local bar? Yeah, um, it was just, I mean, it was like I said, it was the basketball gods uh, that were just against me. Like, I mean, literally less than two hours before the game, you know, a bolt of lightning hits. My cable goes out, and it's still out, by the way. They're coming tomorrow morning to fix it. Um, so I was able to go to uh, Dandy's Donuts. Nice. Uh, which is a donut shop. Um, they have a couple of them down here. They're open 24-7. Um, they did serve Mountain Dew there. <laughs> <laughs> now, does uh, the Skip Bayless impression come out when uh, you're getting very emotional watching the heat at any point in time and you don't even recognize it anymore? Yeah, this is actually what's been coming out a lot lately. <sighs> like, I mean, I'm literally like during every game now, I'm going like this. <sighs> I'm doing that sigh, like even uncontrollably. Um so it was it was the the good thing about watching it there was like it's a it's a I, I intentionally didn't want to go to a sports bar because like when I watch I and you guys maybe can relate to this like when you watch your team like you just want to be able to focus sometimes right and like if you go to a loud sports bar it's just it's too many things going on mm-hmm. so um it was basically just me and there was the 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 cook there was actually a Celtics fan so like that we were the only people watching it well, the worst thing is when, and we've done this a few times, we'll go to like a, an actual themed sports bar, right? So they're like yeah. Eagles fans, and so we'll go there. And then like randomly there'll be a person from the other team that shows up to the designated bar of the of the opposing team, which I've never yeah. quite understood. Yeah, I've had that. I've seen that too. Um, but okay, so it all comes down, right, the heat are down big. Then they randomly yep. come back at halftime. And yep. they get down again. And then down 13 with, I believe it was like 338 left. Uh, you know, like Skip, I would have bet my entire life that the Heat don't even sniff near that score again, right? And suddenly, yeah. they're, they're there, right? And so what I wanted to ask you about is they get the rebound. Jimmy Butler's coming down. You got Al Horford backpedaled. Mm-hmm. He takes the three. How do you feel about it? Bad decision. And I, I hate agree. to say that, but Butler's one of the best in the league at um, driving to the basket and either scoring or drawing a foul. Like, he's like, it's almost an automatic when he gets into the paint that it's either going to be two points or a foul. And um, he just, I don't know, I think he just got caught up in the moment and. I was like, yeah, I mean, we can say, oh, if he made it, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it was the wrong decision. He he drives there. I guarantee you it's either a foul or two points. I agree. You got Al Horford on banged up legs, backpedaling, and you're Jimmy Butler. Great finisher. Charlie and Monty. I, um, I know Charlie has a different take. What do you think? I, li- I like the shot. I mean, he'd been, he'd been hitting everything all day. But you're right. He's better. He's more of a driver than he is a jump shooter. Um but I mean, I don't. I don't think that you can really look at it and that he necessarily made a bad decision. I mean, he was. If it weren't for Jimmy, you're not even there in in the first place. Yeah, I agree. So I think it's I like agree. it's like 
he 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 has the right to take that shot at the end. He, he can do whatever he wants with the ball. But and if we want to go analytics or if we want to like look at percentages, I mean, yeah, it would have been a better call to, to drive the ball. But I mean, he had an open three, and he also played the entire game. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was. I was gonna say that was a great shot. I know he missed it. It was a pull up three. He had space between him and Horford, and everyone says, oh, Horford was backpedaling, and some say, oh, I guarantee he'll get a bucket, but maybe he drives and the refs don't blow the whistle because they see there's only, like, 15 seconds left to keep the whistles in their pocket. But yeah, he had, played, he had played 48 minutes. Maybe a quick decision was, like, can I do another five minutes or do I just try to end it right here and go for the dagger? And yeah. It's Jimmy Butler. I'll live and die by that shot because I know who, there's no guarantee if we go to overtime – yeah, the momentum's on your side, but I, I, I'm perfectly fine with that shot. That's, that's a good shot, in my opinion. Well, Charlie, you just mentioned Scott Foster, the extender. Um, I think he calls that foul. Oh, for sure. He yeah. wants it to go. He's the extender, dude. Depends on who he's extending the over to the game. Scott yeah. Foster's an infamous cheater. So, <laughs> I also would have like if if they were going to take a three there, I would have preferred definitely Struess taking it. Um. You know, it's a shame, too, like, P.J. Tucker was hurt because he didn't play the whole second half because he was hurt. And he, all year for them, was was hitting the corner three. Like, he was – that was underestimated, and his defense was underestimated. So, I mean, it was tough. Like, I, I mean, I felt horrible after that loss. Like, it, as a Heat fan, it was, like, it was one of the worst losses ever for our franchises <laughs> that I can remember. Um. That wasn't even the biggest three, though, that's being disputed. What do you think about the – Well, yeah, before Bruce. we get to Jimmy Butler's legacy, which I wanted to get to, what do you – what? yeah, what was the – what was the initial feeling? And then after you lose by that that little amount of points going back to that Strews third quarter three. Well, yeah, that I, that I was, like, furious about. Although the thing is, though, you can't – see, the thing is, if you're going to reverse that, you have to do that right away. Because it's like, if we're going to start doing that, too, first of all, it wasn't conclusive, I don't think. And also, if you're going to start doing that, like, you can do that with other things then. Like, like there was a play um, where I thought where Jalen Brown, I thought he traveled for sure, and it led to a Marcus Smart three. And that was like a possession or two after the Struce thing. So, like, should that have been taken away, too? You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the thing that I didn't like is, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna do that like afterwards, it shouldn't it just shouldn't have happened. That's what we were saying. You should be able to challenge or you should have to challenge it for those types of plays um, at a stoppage, but that's just ten just, minutes of actual time passed before they reviewed. Crazy. I couldn't believe it. You know, so I mean I mean, you can't really I've heard people say, well, that was the difference in the game. Like you can't really say that though, because then like you don't know what would have happened. Like the Heat may have played differently. They may not have had that chart, that comeback. You know, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of what ifs. I mean, it ends the way it does. And so my next question was Jimmy Butler has a great game six, great game seven, right? Yep. He disappeared the prior two games, he had a great game one. It's kind of like a weird series overall, but also just individually for Jimmy. So I want to know your thoughts on or, or how you feel about Jimmy Butler. 
after the series. And then where did the heat go from here with Jimmy Butler? And then Jimmy um, Butler's just overall legacy. Yeah, I mean, Butler is the type of guy who – and I watched them all throughout the regular season. He was out a lot of games. Like, they had a lot of injuries. Um, but um, Jimmy Butler is one of those few guys in the league who there's a huge difference between regular season Jimmy and playoff Jimmy. He takes it to another level. He become, he goes from, like, all-star to superstar. Um the thing with um, the Heat is like they – I mean, look, I can't say the season was a failure because, like, they got to game seven of the East Finals. Like, that's not, that's not a failure. You know, most teams, like, would take that. Um, but um, they were the number one seed. They had game seven at home. You know, I feel like they – having Hero injured really hurt them because they needed his offense – um also I, I think another thing that need that they need going forward is Bam Adebayo has to become he's a great defensive player. He hustles, he rebounds, uh sets good screens. He has to become more of a scorer for them. So what I think will happen this offseason, just knowing Pat Riley, knowing the Heat they're going to go for it. Like they're going to, they're going to probably, if I had to guess trade hero. Okay. um, And a couple other pieces and draft picks and try to get another all-star Donovan Mitchell. That's what they're saying. I think, I think it could be Donovan Mitchell. It could be um, Bradley Beal, but just knowing I've been watching, following the heat and you guys probably have too. like, they always go for it when they think they've got a shot. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to go for it and get one of those guys. I do think they're missing another. I mean, Bam, he's offensively, it seems like he's not. I mean, I feel like a couple years ago, he was a much better weapon offensively. I mean, you could call that because of the bubble, but it seems like he doesn't have any faith in his jumper anymore. And I feel like they need another scoring star or. Yeah someone that's a little more reliable than hero. And I think hero is actually a great trade piece because he's young and yeah, has been, I guess, underutilized because he's been coming off the bench, but I, I agree. I think they're going to make a trade. I think they're going to, I wouldn't be surprised if they got Donovan Mitchell. Um, I think he would fit well. Um, but yeah, I think bam, he just can't be that second scorer role or that second. I mean, he's, he's a star, but he's not, obviously not like superstar Jimmy level. And I think he can facilitate the offense and play good defense, but he's not going to get a bucket when they need him to get a bucket. Um, and that was pretty uh, Yeah, exactly. So Exactly. So I think they're close. Like, I really do. I really think they're one piece away. Mm-hmm. One Monty, away. Monty, you had the Heat in seven. What do they need? I mean, I had the Heat in seven thinking that could, they could win games five and seven on their home court. <laughs> But they wanted to lose both of those. Um, Here's the problem: home court advantage wise. Why? Why do the Miami Heat uh, fans show up right before halftime, leave at halftime, and then show up? Uh, you know, midway through the third quarter. <laughs> and then I mean, early. it's the pregame. Well, first, the clubs. first of all, <laughs> and I, I don't go. I'm like an hour north of Miami. I don't go to a lot of. Ga- it is a like I will not to make an excuse, but like. 
the like first of all there's other things to do all the time down here <laughs> like Stephen a always talks about but like <laughs> but also like it's it's kind of like a pain in the ass to get to the arena and leave and like right. it's just like like it's not in an easy location and i think that makes a difference um then again every I don't know if you've seen like other like all South Florida sports teams. It's the same. Like we just our fans like we have trouble like getting into games, leaving. It's just I mean Dolphins games are like are like half empty. Yeah, you know. Um, Marlins. I've been, I've been to many. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like yeah, the Mar- well, the Marlins have different. It's because you've entered an acid trip every time you walk into that stadium. <laughs> yeah, like I've literally had more people. I performed in comedy shows with more people than as Marvel games. <laughs> um, but it, the Heat fan, like there are, everyone down here is a Heat fan. Like we are real, like we're loyal and passionate. It's just like I said, like it's just like being at the games is kind of a pain. They Has it died down a lot? Oh, you go ahead, money. I was going to say they have, they have other priorities. This is just a little side thing in their schedule. Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah. Has it been a lot of more people when, or was it a lot more people when LeBron was there? Um, yeah, but I will say, like during the playoffs, yeah. yeah. But like you know, even then, like the fans were kind of the same. Like where, like you you turn on a game and like there was empty seats everywhere, yeah. you know, even during those years. Um, and you know, my favorite championship that the Heat won was their first one in 2006 with Wade mm-hmm. young with Dwayne Wade and Shaq because it was just like versus Dallas. Um, and I went to one of those games. Um, like maybe it's cause it's like when your team wins it for the first time, it's just like, it, nothing tops that. And right. they were also like, they were the underdog, especially in the, those finals against Dallas. You know, it was like when LeBron was here, I loved it, but it was, like it was expected like people like people are think that they won two championships that was uh, they did bad you know because they only won two so that's your favorite heat team then is that the o- that first, for 06 yeah, yeah the first okay. one with wade and shack um obviously 2013 too was pretty amazing mm-hmm. uh coming back final seconds against right. the spurs Right. That's the Ray yes. Allen shot, right? Ray Allen shot, yeah. What are your thoughts on uh, Kyle Lowry before we move on to the, the finals uh, preview? <laughs> it's quite the pickup, and um, I, I don't know. I just I, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, he does have that heat culture in him. <laughs> he does everything. He does everything that you want from heat culture. <laughs> Takes charges, uh, you know, um, hits guys. <laughs> uh good defense S- mentally strong you know um he was uh he was injured too though right he was slow out there like i personally i love kyle lowry i feel like he sh- they should have played him less in that game yeah. seven um because i don't think he had the legs under him he couldn't he couldn't make shots Completely agree. Um, okay, let's move on here. Okay, let's go to uh, real quick before we get to the finals here. Uh, thoughts on Boston? 
because again, this series is very bizarre. There is someone winning by 20 pretty much every time uh, outside of these couple final, but even the game seven, like, you know, the swings were crazy. Boston's a little banged up too. Were you, are you swayed at all by this series going into this um, golden state series with Boston? Or do you think they'll get enough rest going in? Um, I am a little bit because they got roughed up. Uh, they got roughed up against the Heat, and the Warriors are getting healthier and they're well rested. Um, if if the Celtics had not had two straight seven game series, I'd say they got a shot. But I think the Warriors are going to take them. Um, I got Warriors in five. That's what I got. Before we get to the Warriors, before I school you all on the Boston Warriors series. um, Okay. Do you think the Heat – like how disrespected was this Heat team um, historically? Because it was almost like this number one seed in the East is like, why is Boston not sweeping this team? (laughs) I mean – I know. They've been to the championship. They have, you know – Tested players. Why do you mm-hmm. think it is they were just so this Heat team was so disrespected? Um, I think that because they have a lot of guys that were playing on the team that nobody even knew about, like Gabe Vincent, like they weren't names. I think Bam Adebayo too. Like people don't watch him. I, I think they just have a lot of guys who are like even Butler. Now I think after this series, Butler's earned his respect. But, like, everyone on their roster, top to bottom, Kyle Lowry, disrespected. They have nobody. Victor Oladipo. <laughs> they, everyone on their roster uh, is just underestimated. Uh, you know? And that's just why it is. Like, they don't have a Jason Tatum, who's, I think, been a little bit overestimated. Right. Speaking of Jimmy, just real quick, because we didn't get to this. Where can you even relate Jimmy Butler to another player in history? In history, I've been watching basketball <laughs> since I don't know the 1800s. Because <sighs> I was thinking um, about it, I can't figure out who he's like. Who, Jimmy? Well, yeah, actually, yeah, I mean, okay, I'm gonna just. They play differently, but like, I was just because I was channeling Skip. I'm just gonna say Manu Ginobili. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I only say that because like Ginobili too. When it got to the playoffs, he was always a killer. I like that one. I didn't even think about him. You know, Monty Charlie. Oh, well, Charlie apparently has someone queued up. What? This is the dumbest question ever. What are you talking? <laughs> You're about? like, oh, in history. So who do you who do you have Jimmy Butler related to? I don't know. I don't remember even saying what you just said. I said, um, I don't know. He's because part of it is he's a tremendous defender, and he's not a great shooter, but he's a very intelligent. Um, he does he does all the little things. Very intelligent basketball player. I don't even know who I would compare him to. I think that's uh, almost a compliment, though, that you can't compare him. He's he's one of one. 
He's yeah, one there, one. there is really no comparison for him. A yeah, man who does. He's not lot. overly athletic, but comes up short. But <laughs> now we're just trashing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's good, but no, he's from compliment he's a, to can't he's a, shoot. He's a comes great. Up short. He's an outstanding playoff performer. Got with Rachel Nichols. He can only do so they much. Say, yeah. He needs. He needs another playmaker with him. Which I think that's how the whole NBA is. You need two superstars, and I think that's what the Heat are then lacking. They're lacking that second bona fide superstar. All right. Well, maybe they'll get Donovan Mitchell or Bradley Beal. Okay. No, so they need get... Joel Embiid. Where Joel Embiid? Yeah, I can guarantee you though. Like I said, as a longtime Heat uh, fan, they're gonna go for it this off season. Yeah. Promise. I promise you, they're gonna try to get Donovan Mitchell. I'm excited. All right, so we're here Thursday night, NBA Finals, Golden State versus Boston. Um, we've already heard the preview from Josh. He's got Golden State in five. No, what's the reasoning behind it? Just because you watch I'm, them, I'm you know, beat off. up on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, honestly, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I'm pissed off at that we lost. So I kind of want to see the Warriors just hammer them. I mean, I want to see a sweep. So I am biased. Um. I'm biased. I think I'm thinking I'm letting my emotions get to me a little bit. But I do believe the Warriors will win the series for sure. I'm like, I guess sure would it piss you off more? Well, okay, here's here's the thing. What if Boston wins in seven? Wouldn't you be like, oh, we really missed the opportunity yeah. there to go win a championship? Yeah, that would be that would be the worst case scenario if Boston won in seven. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you, though. I don't think Boston has a chance in this series. I seriously don't think that they have a chance of winning this. Um, I think five. I think that they'll gentlemen sweep. But if it gets to seven in Golden State, which I don't even think it will, I just don't see them losing. Is it just because of the off-ball movement or something? Like what? I don't understand why Golden State is this uh, heavy of a favorite. I actually love the odds. Well, they have the experience, first of all. Um they have more depth, I would say, especially with Gary Payton coming back. Um, I don't know what the status of Iguodala is, but I don't think that matters. I don't even know if you'd get play time. And I think they have the better coach. I think Steve Kerr is a very underrated coach. People always say that he's a bad coach because he had the arguably greatest team of all time. But he's a pretty good coach, um, and I think that they're fired up. I think, I mean, Clay being back, I think he's fired up to be back in the finals and just be playing too. So, um, and I think they match up well. I think Wiggins can probably play some limit Tatum, I would say. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily afraid of Jalen Brown, um, but I think that they, I mean, I'm sure they'll have a good game plan. And I think that they're, they're peaking. Josh made a good point. I think that they're, they're getting healthy and peaking at the right time, whereas it seems like Boston is kind of barely getting by like I, th- I thought that Boston would beat Miami in five as well but it seems like that they're struggling to get by I mean they almost lost to Milwaukee without Middleton that's uh, true but they do they, well Milwaukee is the best player in the league though that's true um but I don't know I just think the Warriors are locked in and I just don't I mean I don't. I don't think you, you can give the Warriors a chance. I mean, you let them get to the finals. I think they're going to win it. I mean, there's no LeBron out there, so. 
Monty, who you got? I have Golden State in six, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as, they, as they've been saying it because the biggest matchup I'm worried about that could cause a lot of problems is Marcus Smart on Steph. He, Marcus Smart is just super physical. Steph, he he tries to just run around, tire out his defenders, but Marcus Smart, he, he'll, he'll be right on them. And I think – Smart will limit him in around two, like for two games, but over the course of a seven game series, I think Steph will have some big games. So that's why I think it goes six. But because if Steph's struggling, yeah, they say the Warriors have other options, but in a way, if he struggles, it, it's bad because he'll still shoot like 10 shots and he'll shoot a bad percentage and then quick threes, try to get himself going. So yeah. I think like. Part of me wouldn't be surprised if Boston wins it all just because defensively they're super, super solid. But I just think over the course of seven games, it's hard to contain the Warriors. So that's why I think six. Yeah, Warriors in six. Okay. I'll, I'll be – lock it in right here. Take it, clip it, <laughs> like it, love it. Um, I have Boston in seven. And I think that they match up very well with the Warriors. I'm going to take your take there. Marcus Smart, I think he'll be able to get healthy enough to cause Steph some major problems. The big key to me is Robert Williams, because if he can play, if the Time Lord can play, then I don't know what Golden State's going to do, because I think that's a huge matchup problem. And then I think uh, this is the hump, right? We've seen this in the NBA in the past. You get over the hump, and then it's different team from what you saw in the conference finals. I think Boston has finally defeated the Dragon, and I think they're going to go into this saying, all right, we got the monkey off our back. Now we can play free and clear. And I think Jason Tatum is going to have a huge series, and I think Jalen Brown will do enough. You know, He still has dribbling problems. He still likes to turn the ball over, but I think he'll do enough. I think every game is going to be way better than the last series that we saw in in each of the the conferences. And uh, I think the NBA needs this to be a really good series as well. Um, And I think because of all of those reasons, I think Boston wins in a close game, crushing the Warrior spirits at home. And, And I already made a bet with charlie's mom so i'd like to take her money as well okay those are our predictions uh for the golden state boston series i do have do one, see these... one point in it yeah so you, you have like robert williams as your big x factor now is that solely defensively and then offensively just as a lob threat but if he's going to be on the court with horford and the warriors play their somewhat like small ball lineup and you have Horford I think he can keep Wiggins. up small ball I think Robert Williams can keep up with yeah small but ball. then you his bum knee you have, well, that's you the, have that was the caveat but then you also have Hor- Horford can guard the wing sometimes but consistently he'd be then on Andrew Wiggins potentially and I mean I don't think that highly of Wiggins but I would take him against Horford on an island by himself and try to get me a bucket I also see Andrew Wiggins having a bad series, which is fair. I think I think he's very overrated, and he wouldn't be in this position if he wasn't on the. Warriors. Disrespecting an All Star starter. 
yeah, an all-star that, starter. Because he had a whole country behind him. That's <laughs> he had two countries. He well, had I mean, we'll see. And he had all we'll, Canada. That's what it was. We'll we'll see. I just think you know we're gonna know. I think pretty clearly in the first two get you're gonna get a sense. And I think you're. I think the Golden State boys here are gonna be like, uh oh. Everyone has this feeling after they watch and they think something's gonna, like gonna. It's like watching the Patriots play the Giants, right? It's like so clear as day the Patriots should win. And then, like, after the first quarter, you're like, uh, okay. I think that you're going to have that feeling at, like, at either the end of game one or midway through game two. You're going to be like, this is going to be harder than we thought. No, I, th- I think it's definitely going to be close. Defensively, Boston's really solid, and they line up well against – the um Warriors, but I just think over the course of seven games, it's hard to contain the Warriors. They, their shooting will make you just like question why you even play basketball. <laughs> what is we'll Skip see. I'm excited. Who does yeah, what does Skip, Skip think? Make it? What is yeah? Did Skip make his picks yet for this? Warriors in seven, <laughs> and I'd be willing to bet a million cases of diet do on that. <laughs> so great um do you see these teams matching up again or you think this is a one and done you think we're on a trajectory for to see him again maybe in a two year next year two years asking me yeah <laughs> unless the heat make a huge you know move like you said i mean i think i don't you know it's weird because we had that run of Cavs warriors for four years in a row and that does happen a lot in the NBA where it's like the same teams. But I don't kn- know. With this, I think the East is really strong. Like, like things can happen. Like, I, I don't trust that the Celtics will be back. The Warriors, yes, I think have some more pat- runway to, to keep going for another few years. But, like, with the East, you got the Heat and – the Sixers could be a threat, like still, you know, the Nets. Um, I just think that there's more uncertainty. The Bucks. I think with mm-hmm. the Heat, there's more uh, – with the East, there's more uncertainty. I think it's pretty interesting how, like, within two years, it's totally shifted. The West used to always be the powerhouse, and the East, it was just LeBron and everybody else. And now exactly. it's pretty clear that the East is the better conference. I mean – I the- was – I just want to say that I was shocked that the Suns lost to the Mavericks. Um, I did think the Warriors were going to beat them in seven games. Like, it was going to be a great series. But I was shocked that the Suns didn't have a shot Yeah, at the conference finals, you know. We, we made this point on a prior podcast, but um, Josh, has the NBA ever been in a better place talent-wise? Um, in spread out, spread out. Um, no, this is pretty good right now. You don't yeah, really know who's gonna win. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I think I I like this as it is because we went through those stretches where it was like, you know, Heat every year mm-hmm. when they had LeBron, and then it was like handed and this you know. And then it was handed over to the Warriors. More, uh, more balanced. Yeah, so I think there's clear. a lot of good talent too coming into the league. Um, I feel like the draft classes lately have been 
really loaded. Like the rookie of the year races have been I mean, your boy, your boy Scotty won it this year. That's right. Do you, do you follow college basketball? Um, I follow the Seminoles and that's pretty much it. Yeah. I do the same thing with the Gators. So yeah. Outside um, of that, it's like, whatever. And by the way, I do an impression of Dickie V. <laughs> Well, I haven't been. Able, I don't do him that much, but if you want to hear it, yeah, well, let's do it. I don't believe it. Unbelievable! <laughs> Every kiss begins with Coach K, baby. It's awesome. Quiet <laughs> <Ryan> Mountain Dew. <laughs> See a Dew fan uh, as well. Uh, well, I, he, I don't know. He always talks about it. <laughs> who's not. I would say you're in danger of, you know, Skip getting too old and then like, you know, maybe this is like, I think Skip's just going to keep going until he's like 130 years I old. I think he's one of those guys, he's 70, but he keeps himself in good shape. Like, I think he, um, I think he's at least got like another five or six years of like on TV. Oh, yeah. You he's know? got Ernest so, keeping him young. <laughs> I've also been working on um, a Jim Nance. Yes. Uh, hello, friends. Thanks so much for joining us here today on a podcast like none other, a tradition like none other. I'm joined today by Sir Nick Faldo. You see the magnolia trees in the background. Actually, it's Mountain Dew trees, friends. Truly a tradition unlike any other. The Masters on CBS for the 500th straight year. That's, that's Jim really at Augusta. Uh, that's, that's, that's really good. That's solid. Um, and, and I'm also working on, by the way, uh, I said I do Marv Albert, but he's retired now. So I'm working yeah. on. Ke- so I'm working on uh, Kevin Harlan, mm-hmm. uh, okay. the voice of TNT now. You're gonna beat those. A sledgehammer, a sledgehammer, up high and down hard, <laughs> right between the eyes. And also uh, Troy Aikman, correct? You're not ready to well, unveil that one yet, though. Um, a little bit. It's kind of like he's weird. Like he's yeah. got a weird voice. I like, I know this is right now. He's like pitching organic. He's pitching this organic beer all the time. You know, Joe, we've got this beer, and I'm excited to do Monday Night Football. And by the way, this beer's got no rice, no corn, so there's <laughs> no syrup. And you know, it's the type of beer that uh, Aaron Rodgers would probably like. <laughs> Well, you, you mentioned the Masters, and well, now we're doing the whole gambit. And you had a great bit of Joe Biden and uh, Donald Trump doing a, uh, yeah. a golf tournament. If you want to break, just so we can get the whole gambit on one podcast. Hey, John, uh, it's great to be broadcasting from the twenty eighth hole, and uh, on the tee right now is um, Lion Woods. Come on, man. Excuse me, Sleepy Joe. It's Tiger Woods, Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. And believe me, I'm a much better golfer than Little Tiger, okay? I actually could get a hole-in-one on every hole at the Masters. Every hole. Believe me. (laughs) Trump and Biden at the Masters. Oh, that was great. That was fantastic. Um, All right, just some random questions here before we leave. Skip Bayless, huge Michael Jeffrey Jordan fan. Do you consider Michael Jeffrey the greatest of all time or LeBron James? You're asking me or Skip? Well, I'm we asking you. Answer. I'm asking you. Yeah. yeah. You know Skip's answer. Um, I consider MJ the greatest ever, yeah. 
I wish I had got like I started watching basketball during his second run with the Bulls, like those last when the against the Jazz they won two in a row. That's like when I first started watching basketball. Um, You know, so I wish I had seen MJ like earlier than that too. Right. Um, But I consider MJ the goat. Yeah, and I don't think it's close. Um, I think uh, just one. You know me. I can't, I am obsessed with uh, MJ and the LeBron debate. Um, I will give this to LeBron. I just want to real quick. Longevity wise, yeah. No one, no one beats him. Okay, yeah. so I'll give you that nod. Udonis Haslam. <laughs> well, Udonis Haslam. That is true. Why still, was still hey? That is your Josh. <laughs> Why was Udonis Haslam so upset as Who's if he had state? just played like a full forty-eight? He's intense, man. That's him. He's like. <laughs> That's the only reason they signed him for another year. Is the only reason he hasn't played a minute all season. And so then you know, actually, yeah, they paid you him. You get paid more as a player than it must be. Otherwise, why not just hire him as an assistant coach? Because uh, he doesn't. He doesn't want to be a coach. He wants to like be. <laughs> no, he said that actually. So oh, okay. Um, so he's basically just. Um, he's just an angry player. <laughs> No, um, but he's how, cool. He's he's heat culture, man. Yeah, he, he is heat culture. Um, what do you think after Game Six when they all were like thanking Draymond as if that was their that was the motivation? Um, I felt the same way. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I wasn't even playing. I felt the same way. Uh, so disrespected. You were saying there, PJ Tucker, right. disrespected player. You know, that, and that's what creates heat culture. Is it yeah. disrespect though if Draymond ended up being correct? That is true, because no lie was told. Um, well, he was acting like it was going to be over in Game Six, though. That's mm-hmm. true. And he was acting like the Heat had no chance. They were one three-point shot away from winning. Do you believe uh, the Draymond conspiracy theory that he said that in order to? inspire the heat that they might actually get past the Celtics because he thought that they would be an easier matchup for him and his team. No, I think Draymond just got pressured into saying it. <laughs> oh, okay. You don't think he's playing like some house of cards, like 19 steps ahead. I thought about, I did think about that, but I was like, nah, I don't think he's uh, thinking that much about it. I think it's just in the moment. He just said it. Yeah. He's part of the new media. Have you seen that? Yeah. <laughs> he's the new media. Now we come and oh, we okay. come with the new media. Okay. Okay. Um, and then let's a quick quick turnaround here. Miami Dolphins, Tyreek, Tua. Where you got the Miami Dolphins finishing this year? Um, and actually, I'm not a Dolphins fan, by the way. Oh, you're not. <laughs> yeah. But Never I hear mind. it all here. You know, I hear it on the radio and everything. All the fan. I have a lot of friends. We're all they're all fans here, but I'm not a Dolphins fan. But. I think that the Dolphins will do what they do every season and finish 500. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. They're going to finish like eight and nine now, nine and eight, eight and nine. They're going to just miss the playoffs. And every, every fan's going to, and, and every show is going to be like, oh, like they're, they're close, you know, they're one piece away. But I think that, that I don't think that they're, I don't think Tyreek Hill is going to get them where they want to get to personally. Because I personally don't think Tua is that is is the guy that's gonna get them over. Okay, my apologies on that. Who is your football team? New York Giants. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that's so the, that's the one. Side. Yeah, it's the one New York team I root for because my dad's a big Giants fan. So I've been a Giants fan my whole life. Um, they're gonna be real. They're gonna be bad again this year. <laughs> a quick Daniel Jones take. Well, they were going to say quick Daniel Jones impression. I was like, I don't even know what he sounds like, to be honest. <laughs> There's no one impressionable. On the, I mean, so my thing with the Giants is um, I love the coach they hired okay. from the Bills. I think he's really good. I love their draft. Apple? Is that who they hired? Yeah. 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 And he was the Bills offensive coordinator. I love that hire. Um, the thing with Daniel Jones is he gets injured every season. And I don't think – I don't see it in him. Like, he's got he's got the raw skills, but, like, he doesn't have what, like, Eli Manning had, which was, like, magic. He doesn't you have know? that dog in him. He doesn't have that dog in him, yeah. So, <laughs> it's going to be a bad season for the Giants. It's going to be think. a bad season. Um, you watched the draft? How you, would you like the Giants draft? I love the Giants draft picks. They got okay. – they got um, – the offensive tackle from Alabama, which mm-hmm. is amazing. And they also got the defensive end from uh, Michigan. So I think those are really good picks. All right. Well, there you go. The unexpected Giants take on the Sunday Punch podcast here. Uh, Josh, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, you can find him on Instagram at Josh Rosen Impressions. You can find him on fan basis. Hire this man, fanbasis.com backslash Josh Impressions, or just go to joshrosenimpressions.com. And uh, if you don't follow him on Twitter, at Josh Impressions, hilarious. Over 10,000 followers, and he um, he posts, like he said, to every single Skip Bayless tweet. And, every tweet, uh, man. Every there's, tweet. There's people, there's people that come in, and they're like, dude, you just like sit in your, <laughs> your chair all day waiting for him to tweet. Like, well you have to be quick right you have to be really quick you know and um and i'm gonna start doing more things with skip too like i am this is crazy but i'm gonna start going like out like to the grocery store and going live i think like on twitter and stuff and ig and being skip bayless i think that's a great idea like just take it to another level extreme extreme <laughs> commitment yes yes well thank you for joining us tonight um, we'll post this tomorrow on Spotify. Uh, if you're not, if you're listening tomorrow and you haven't watched, please tune into the video. Um, we have a lot of good visuals as well. So, uh, would love to have you back on Josh. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and book you though on the next one through the fan basis. Um, as we start, it's how we end. It's Tuesday night, but as we all know on the SPP, it's always Friday night. Friday night. I'm thinking that we just might fly away to someplace they don't know who we are. Now I'm riding shotgun in your car. We drive through the city like explorers going 65. 
Flowing hair flying across your face. We left on Friday, now it's Saturday. Press jeans buttoned up, jeans iron slipping up, red shoes walking slow, headphones blaring three stacks, sunglasses flaring out, thick watch hanging low, studded belt pulled taut, three stacks on the radio. Friday night, I'm thinking that we just might run away to some place we we can be who we are we can be who we are